Your Health Matters. A look at health and lifestyle in North Surrey. Right, well, I'm sitting here with Sarah McMullen, who's the clinical lead for urgent care at the Weybridge Walk-In Centre. But it's not just the Weybridge Walk-In Centre. It's a number of them, isn't it, Sarah? Yes, we, we now cover Weybridge and Woking Walk-In Centre, as well as Hazelmere Minor Injuries Unit. Right, so that's quite a big catchment area. Do you know how many people that uh, that covers? Because our catchment area is not, not restricted, we see around about 100,000 patients a year. Right, gosh. Three sites. Gosh, uh, sort of 2,000 a week if my math is right. That's, yeah. uh, that's, that's a lot of people. And what are the, um, the services that you are trying to provide that, say, somewhere like St. Peter's um, and big hospitals um, are providing? What we're trying to do is encourage people with minor injuries to not attend A&E. So they come along and see us and we can deal with their minor fractures. If they need stitches, we stitch them up. If they have got a fracture, we can plaster them and arrange right. their fracture clinic appointment. Right. So if you want to get plastered, you know where to go. Exactly. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm probably going to cover something on alcohol later in the programme. Um, right. So do you ever get people turning up who definitely should have gone to, say, St. Peter's? Um, does that happen? Yes. We, we monitor that very carefully because we need to understand how they've come to the walk-in centre and potentially been um, very seriously unwell. It's a very, very low number, the number of patients we send up to St Peter's. For instance, over a weekend, we may, I think we sent three last weekend. Right. And that's not to say they were in the wrong place, but they might have needed further investigations or more treatments. Right. So actually, I mean, it's really doing its job, isn't it? The walk-in yes. centre is it's catching the vast majority of people who, who don't need somebody to have to drop everything there and then in, in the A&E. Because if you're at A&E, I mean, you could have somebody who's in the middle of a stroke or something, you know, so, and obviously that needs instant attention. So that's, that's what we'd like. It, for this area, we would like the emergency department to be dealing with proper accidents and proper emergencies and hopefully we can take away the minor and allow them to focus on those. Right, so do you get feedback from them at the A&E department? They say that they measure the seriousness of each case logged in and say, in general, we are getting ones that are totally appropriate. Does that, does that not, work out? It's not some feedback that we get from St Peter's, but having been originally working at St Peter's until 2000 and now been at the walk-in centre since 2000, I'm fairly certain that the numbers that we're dealing with are making a difference. I'm sure they are. We have to remember that the population is growing. The The percentage of of elderly people. Who are living longer. Yes. So, therefore, you've got the complexity. And the elderly population is a population we would like to target. In what particular way? uh, Typically, older people tend to leave things longer and wait for the GP. Ah, okay. Now, if you've got an elderly person with a chest infection on a Friday night, if you leave it for those Saturday, Sunday, by the time Monday comes, they may need an admission. Whereas if they come to us early 
and get the right treatment, we can hopefully keep them out of the hospital. Right, which is is better all round. It's better for them, their family, and obviously the NHS budget as well. So, yes, all round, it's a a win. The, The other group is patients with Alzheimer's. Right. They are easily um, knocked into a state of confusion in the acute environment. Right. And I firmly believe that if they're out in the community in a small centre, that we can afford them the security that they don't feel frightened and confused. Okay, and maybe I I don't understand very much about Alzheimer's. I don't have any relations. I don't know anyone with it. Why would somebody with Alzheimer's, uh, which I perceive is uh, makes people forget, is that like why would they end up in an acute facility? Is it because they they didn't look when they crossed the road or something like that? No, it's for things like falls. Right. Or for chest infections. Right. So if you imagine you've had a fall. Yes. Oh, and, and you've laid still and not been yes, seen to for a while. Oh, I see. you disorientated. Yes. You may not have any major problem other than perhaps a cut or a graze or a minor fracture. But by going up into an acute unit, you're sitting in a crowded place with lots of strange faces. Oh, absolutely. And the noises. People with Alzheimer's tend not to like sudden noises, no loud noises. So all of those things are kept mm. to a minimum. Yeah, so I can understand that. I mean, because uh, I mean, I have had to go to an A and E both myself and to accompany other people, and uh, there are people obviously in in enormous pain, sort of sitting there. There's blood, you know. It's it's things that you don't normally see, isn't it? Yeah. Right. So, do you find that people turn up to the walk-in centre who shouldn't have come in to you? Um, they 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 maybe could have sorted it out by. Um, getting a friend to sort of put a plaster on or something like that. I, I think what we say is if it's something that in future people could deal with themselves, right. we would deal with them. But we would also explain and give them the knowledge they need to be able to deal with things in the future. Yes. I would say it's a relatively low number. Most of our patients have, you know, it, it is seasonal, but we see a lot of chest infections. We see a lot of wound infections, allergic reactions. Right, so lots of chest infections at the moment. They say seasonal, a lot of wet weather out there. I mean, the weather forecast is awful all the time. At the moment, it's wet, wet, wet. So is that right? Lots of chest infections? Yes, one of the things that we're trying to promote is people to recognise the difference between a virus, a viral illness, which wouldn't respond to antibiotics, and a bacterial infection, such as tonsillitis, that will respond to antibiotics right so the message for today would be if you've got a sore throat yeah drink plenty take local pain relief which the pharmacist can advise you on right and providing you're eating and drinking you don't need antibiotics no no because it's probably flu so so it's probably a virus right okay so that's two thousand people a week on average what's the typical waiting time for someone when they come in It can be anything from last night I was working and people were being seen as soon as they walked in. Brilliant, yes. However, I have known it go up to two hours. Right. So in order to manage that, we're just trialling a new system whereby we've got staff being trained to check people's blood pressures and pulse right while they're waiting oh okay so yes so that sort of reduces the overall time what it does it means we can identify very sick people very quickly 
Right. So like an A&E, I mean, there's a triage process and you might get bumped up the list or they might still say you'll have to wait a little while. So you have the same sort of process. Yes, we don't try to avoid triage because that can be that adds an extra step in the journey. Okay. What we're trying to do is have a smooth journey. Yes. All the way through. So the new initiatives, we've got this new member of staff who's trying to capture that information before patients see a nurse practitioner. And the other thing that we've got and we're quite excited about is GPs at weekends. Right. For the winter months. So when we do get elderly patients with complex needs or very young and we need some medical expertise, we've got it within the team. Yeah, so you've got a GP practice sort of actually located within your building, haven't you, in the Weybridge Walk-In Centre. Is that the one you're meaning or do you mean no, it's separately organised? Because the Walk-In Centre is a standalone service yes. who works in partnership with the local GP practices. At weekends when we're open, it used to be just nurses right, and no x-ray, no doctors. But for the winter months, the local CCG, who are the commissioners of services, have decided to have a GP and x-ray services available at weekends in the walk-in centres. Well, that's brilliant because I've been reading out a bulletin, sort of my, as you know, my show's Wednesdays. Last Wednesday, I read out a bulletin about um, you've got uh, additional x-ray um, cover at the weekend. Yes. So how's that going? Um, it's slow to take off, but it will take off. We've, I've right. sort of left messages at various nursing homes so those staff know that there is an access um, to x-ray at the weekends. Lovely. Yes, so if somebody with a broken leg can go in yes. yes, and get themselves plastered, as you mentioned earlier. Right, now I just wondered, um, what's the patient with the most unusual condition you've seen? I mean, has there been something that's really brought a smile to your face that yes. it was a bit unusual? It was way back in 2000. It was two young lasses booked in. Right. And basically they wanted to find out how someone's waistline would grow during pregnancy okay. because they were going bridesmaids shopping. Oh, I see. And they wanted to know whether or how big the friend was going to be when she was six months pregnant. Well, it seems a perfectly legitimate question, but I rather think that um, they may have been able to find that out in books or something. But uh, oh, how lovely. I, I don't mean, even think it was a... I don't think you would ever get the standard answer. We don't know, do well, we? well, exactly. I mean, sort of but some babysitting. But yes. it made a smile. Oh, how so. lovely. Yeah. Okay, so um, if people want to find out more about the Weybridge Walk-In Centre or the other two facilities that you have, how would they do that? Is there a website they can go to or telephone yes, number? Virgin Care have a website. Right. So that would be virgincare.co.uk. Right. Or they can go to NHS Choices website. Yes. Right. And I'm not sure if your readers or listeners are aware, but to access healthcare, if they dial 111 right. in an emergency, right. that is the new helpline where they direct them to the right service. Brilliant. Okay. So, right. And finally, uh, any final tips, you know, for people out there? Yes. Drink plenty. Yeah. Keep hydrated. Yeah. And ensure that if it, the weather changes drastically over the next few weeks and it becomes icy. Yes. Don't go out and collect your early morning paper at seven. No, just leave it to Wait to, till 11. Yes, or get a friend to do it who's a bit sort of younger and fitter. Exactly. Okay, well, that's brilliant. Well, thank you very much. That was Sarah McMullen, who is the clinical lead for urgent care at the Weybridge Walking Centre. And I'm Claire Gibson.
Radio.